city in the country by eater like i am i am torn between like being a cheerleader and being like i live here i'm part of this scene like yeah la is the greatest you know but then also knowing a lot of issues that la has in the food world and parking <laughs> parking like just knowing a lot of the especially financial issues yeah so you get a lot of restaurateurs who like see this place is something amazing. We have this great like media machine that hypes up places like Chinatown. Yeah. Then you have guys like Andy Ricker who come in and they go into Chinatown and three months, you know, six months into the process, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is not what we were promised. Like yeah. this is LA Chinatown. The whole thing is way harder than people realize. Everyone's cheerleading. And then he says a few things that like just point out some of the problems with LA's food scene that make it very hard for restaurateurs. And he gets fucking shit on. I, I, and it's I, like, dude, like he what he's saying is true. The whole like, and the whole interview was very articulate and concise. And I was like, I read it and I'm like, why are people fu- fucking giving him shit for saying the headlines? Because like, the so headline crazy, like boiled it down into him blaming LA, and it's like he never yeah. said that. And like, no, not even close and, to that. But then even like, it's like one of those situations where the headline fucks you, right? And you're like, listen, I never said that. You're just, you know. But then on the other hand, there is like, there is some important underlying issues that like, if he wasn't so busy defending himself and saying that he loves LA. Like, there still are issues that he brought up that are important issues that need to be talked about. Definitely. And maybe he's not the best one to do it because he's not from here. But, like, you know, nobody wants to do it. Like, nobody wants to talk about this shit because... I thought he covered so many good things. And, like, when he was talking about how, like, we've fetishized Asian food, whether it be Thai or Vietnamese, to being something cheap. And the second that it's not, we don't, we start judging it. And that was really good. And he had, like, the best quote, though, where he was talking. He was comparing, like, the chefs and the waiters... And his his analogy was like, the waiters were all doing coke and fucking the waitresses, and we were in the back smoking dirt weed, just trying to pay our rent. <laughs> and it was like we were all working equally as hard. Dude, that's the biggest. That, that's the thing. And that, I was like, yeah. That's like the that's like the biggest problem in the restaurant world right now yeah. is you know is in L A especially, but everywhere is that yeah, you know let's not pick up that's the wait staff gets paid a lot of money and the and the. And the and the people in the kitchen don't, and it's really hard to find good kitchen staff. Are we gonna? Is there gonna be like a renaissance of servers? Are you recording this? Are we still? This is oh, yeah. a, we're recording. Oh yeah. But like, they're gonna start making all these movies glorifying waiters and waitresses. It's gonna be it's gonna be the hot the hot move. Nobody wants to be in the kitchen anymore. You want to be a like cocktail two is gonna come out, oh. but it's for servers. No, because I still don't think I still don't think being a, being a server is still not. That's the thing that really sucks is that I mean, in all this talk about like service charges and whatever, like yes, servers are going to get paid less money than they get paid now. Right. And the truth is, is as much as that really sucks for wait staff, as much as that sucks, it's fair. It is fair. Like the the. Restaurant business is... They've been riding the wave too long. It's, you know, servers... And listen, I was a, I was a waiter. Like, I've waited tables. I Same. know what it's like. It's not Stu, an easy... Stu, waited tables? It's not an easy job. Can't like, say that but, I have. <laughs> but, like, you know, if, if if a waiter at a good restaurant is, is pulling down, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks, like, for a shift, and the, and the trained, like, people in the kitchen who are cooking the actual food are making half that amount... Like, it's not a sustainable business if you really care about the food coming out of the kitchen. Yes. Which, obviously, our restaurant business has seen a huge shift to people caring far more about food than about service. Yep. And, you know, and service in L.A. has always been terrible. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a, you know. That's it's kind like, of, it's part it's of our stereotype. deal. It's a stereotype. Like, that is, it's true. a cliche because it's true. We yeah. got bad traffic. <laughs> we got bad service. Mm-hmm. Unless it's cell phone service, then it's pretty good. We got a good looking wait staff though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the stew. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite podcast, Jason you started? Stewart. 
We've started. Ah! Chris Stewart is here. Hi, guys. Andre Conparo is here. Hello. You've been listening to Zach Brooks as well. Waxing. Waxing on. Fired up. Fired up. That's how we like you, man. You're a little fired. Spicy. Fired <laughs> like up a, little hedgehog. Like chili pepper. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you caught all the rings and you're spinning fast. Bring, 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 bring. Hedgehog is pretty much the worst. <laughs> I was, like there is nothing worse than that. Like he was thinking of Sonic. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking Sonic the Hedgehog. You that's nice up, of you. A blue that's, one. That's far. Yeah, that's far better than the uh, Ron, porno. The Ron uh, yeah. Jeremy esque yeah, Hedgehog, porno, uh, which also fits. It also fits. You are a cross between Ron Jeremy and Sonic the Hedgehog. That's fair <laughs> to, to be say. Honest. It makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Culinarily speaking, Stewie's eating an apple. Stewie's eating How's an your apple? You're okay. crunching a very yellow apple. Yeah. It threw me off. I thought it was like an a, a, a odd fruit. I thought it was like a, like some sort of citrus fruit. And when you bit into it, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Did you just crunch a pomelo? I think if you look it up, there's something like 100,000 different types of apples. On the yeah, there's insane, insane amounts. Insane. For and reals? More. Yeah. I mean, I knew there was a lot, but that's a lot. It's a lot. This is the second Apple conversation I've had in two days while recording a podcast, and it's not, yeah, not fun, not fun. Well, he nobody does, wants to hear that. There's, he does no, te- there's no, there's no Apple podcast out there. He like, does a tech. I mean, Apple computers, sure. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about apples of the kind uh, that you eat. Yeah, yeah. Apples, the kind that you eat, the I, kind that still has a headphone port on the new ones. Okay, guys. <laughs> is that going to be the new tagline for apples? Apples. The kind that you eat. We're still here. <laughs> Please eat us. <laughs> yeah, has Apple compute the rise of Apple computers benefited or? <laughs> I think Zach's trying to get us away from this. Terrible. Negatively he, affected. He can't even look us in the eyes. The right Apple. Now. You started it. Answering the questions that everybody has. I didn't bring up the Apple. This is a food podcast, I buddy. Up the Apple. That's my fault. You did. We're not it. here to talk about You're Grateful Dead. All right. We're here to talk about <laughs> real shit. Rolls and Grateful you eat, Dead, baby. You eat four egg rolls and talk about it for 20 years, and that's all anybody associates with mm, you. One yeah. trick pony. <laughs> and you don't smoke pot. Your guys' taco crawl came out, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's one reason why I want to have you on here, so we could talk about this crawl. <laughs> yeah. It's the one and only reason the why crawl. <laughs> <I'm gonna have laughs> yeah. You're going to have to leave as soon as we're done talking about we it. We got Zach Brooks. Food is the new rock podcast. Big food podcast. Huge. Yeah. Big food podcast. Bigger than this one. So that's all you got to know. If you've never listened to his podcast, listen to the Jonathan Gold episodes. They're amazing. Mm. Listen to any amazing. of the episodes where the guest is good because those are the only ones that are good. <laughs> you like Mark Marin for food. <laughs> Ooh, I, see, I take that as a compliment. That is a compliment. Uh, but even though you meant it as a Who's been the Who's been yeah. the, the your favorite recent episode on the show? Oh, I have the worst memory. I got a. I don't Great. know. Roy Choi. I got nobody. I got nothing. The I'm the same one. way. The first one. <laughs> Roy Choi ter- was good. I'm a terrible self promoter. Uh, well, it's hard. It's hard to remember all of your episodes after you've done them. Yeah, I just I immediately forget them. I am, uh, and now I'm just trying to stall while I bring up my phone. Rock and, look and at, roll uh, artists or food artists, which turn you on more, Zach Brooks? <laughs> hmm? uh, um, you just had Offspring's Dexter Holland. Yes. Oh yeah. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Empire. Dude, his uh, his that Gringo good. Bandito hot sauce is good. It's very good. It's in my. It took me a little while to to pony up and buy it. Mm-hmm. Or I think no wait, he has it at his. It's hard to get his, past his. Uh, what's the fish taco spot that he owns? Oh, it's the I don't chain? think he I don't think he owns it. I think that uh, it's something? like one of the dudes from Jackass owns okay. it, and like his hot sauce. That's like tables. one of the places that's and like they have it. a big. Oh, is it Wahoo's? Yeah, I think so. I was Wahoo's shocked finish? at how good the hot sauce. Is. Yeah, his hot sauce is freaking it. good. Uh, we ate it on donuts. With Dexter mm. Holland, right on. Uh, they asked us not to t- post a photo of that because we got that gross. They were like, "Don't post any of the photos of of Dexter eating the donuts with the hot sauce on." Damn. It. Isn't it weird? Jeff Miller and I don't give a shit. Where were the donuts from? Uh, Blue Star. I don't know. That's is it is it weird that Dexter Holland from Offspring and the Offspring in general are like just bros from Orange County? Like they're from the same city that Chris and I grew up in. They just make like. Pop punk songs and they're so rich, so rich. They're so. Did I just, they I just, just sold. They, they just, just sold their master their catalog. catalog. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that on the podcast because thirty-five know, million why dollars. Should, why should we be topical? Is it weird that you're just a crummy white guy from Orange <laughs> County and you're so rich? <laughs> not, this, not, my, this food is new rock coming at well, you. Well, he's. I'm, I'm sure he's not a, a crummy guy. I'm sure he's a super like well-spoken, nice, awesome guy. 
But like, I'm sure he's got nothing bad to say about DJ culture. I know no. that for sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're all cool. But like, I I just think of the songs of of Offspring and being like oh, yeah, 13 years old and just like gotta get away gotta from get. me. <laughs> just like not really moving the needle too much, but not. You know, they're they're just there, and they just are quietly, like, multi-millionaires. See, I grew up on the East Coast, so I always felt that way about Offspring. But then when I moved here, I... It, I was under the impression that here on the West Coast, they were a far bigger deal, just like in the vein of like – like on the East Coast, I felt like Sublime was just this mm-hmm. fun, stupid band that yeah. got played on the radio. Right. Here, it's like a religion. Yeah, for you sure. Know, and, like, and I thought Offspring kind of fell into that same category. We felt the same just way about the Bastones. Maybe not you. Exactly, yeah. Like, You're it, exactly right, right with and, that, actually. And I lived yeah. in Boston for 10 years, and mm-hmm. yeah, the Bastones are a far bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, is it safe to say Boston's are the sublime of, of Boston? I mean, that would be a huge compliment to the Boston's, I think, because I don't think anybody <laughs> argues that the Boston's are as big or influential as sublime. But sure. maybe if Dickie Barrett had died years ago, maybe people would feel that way. <laughs> yeah. hey, let's hope so. <laughs> I don't, I don't um, know. He, okay, so the guy from Offspring, his hobby, this is how you know somebody's rich. He flies jets. Mm. And I don't mean like... Oh, yeah, he's a pilot. He's a pilot, yeah. but not just a pilot. He owns uh, a de-weaponized MiG. Ooh. Oh, my God. Like, he flies jets, yeah. not like... Good for him. Uh, <laughs> the like nicest Passenger guy. jet, but like He doesn't take the jets. Cessna up to Santa Barbara for the no. weekend. No, he's dogfighting in the air in a 70s Soviet MiG. Damn. I know. Yeah, nice dude. Good cherry. hot sauce. He's got a cherry mig. Good hot sauce. Cherry's got a sweet mig. <laughs> it's all that. It's Keeps all that hot clean so- too. It's all the hot sauce money. <laughs> I I change the oil. Yeah, change the oil myself. No, on. he makes no Get money from selling hot sauce. <laughs> no, nope, no, nope, no. Hot I sauce bottles cool. cost like two dollars each. On you make rock. no money from hot sauce. He. The yeah. hot sauce margins are poor. Yeah. Well, even it's just you have to sell so much hot sauce to make money. And that's and that's with with Dexter's sauce. I mean. You can get a jar of Tapatio in some Mexican markets for like 40 cents or something like yes. that. It's so cheap. Like you you would think that the the jar, the glass jar itself is probably the most expensive part once yeah, you it's like business running. Buying a Magnum. It's like, it's, "Oh, why is this so much more money?" It's like, "Oh, that's a lot of glass I just bought." Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I think when I buy Magnums. Well, if you were to buy, I, I, I bought a well, Magnum no, on the way here. Bag, if you were to buy Zach, we're here. talking about Magnums of champagne and wine. You're thinking of a different kind of Magnum <laughs> that you are constantly buying. Don't you hate it when you buy those gigantic bottles of super expensive wine? Or and those like, giant oh. condoms that only fit on people who have larger penises than others? <laughs> Sometimes you get a good deal on the food Magnum. podcast. Hedge, Sometimes you get Hedgehog a good deal. Hedgehog knows nothing about that. <laughs> about neither. Is there anything Magnum in your life at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. You probably aren't a gun nut. <laughs> You're not buying three foot tall bottles of of rare champagne. Why would that be rare? It's just a, it's just a big vessel of of of. Uh, alcohol. Yes, like and Stewie. Well, We're doing a, yes, and not a direct attack towards not, you and Magnum. Stewie. Not no, and I'm just saying it's just it's just like a big bottle of wine. That's all. Yeah, well, maybe. I guess ain't, ain't no big thing. They sell Magnums. They sell Magnums at Costco. Um, they must. I'm pretty sure they do. They must. So there are cheap versions. Yeah. Well, all of the if we're talking, but you're, you're thinking of magnums and champagne in the club. Oh, you can get a, you can get a regular a, limo or a shitty or I'm a nice limo. Actually, of a uh, mustachioed uh, private investigator ah, from the eighties. Ah, all right. You also had Henry Rollins on recently. No, no, that was a long time ago. What are you looking at? I was looking at your podcast. I guess it's not listed on, enough. Uh, are you in, looking on in, SoundCloud? In chronological no, 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 going no. off the rails. Yeah, oh, okay. that was, that, that's listed as like the best episodes. That one happened like three years ago. Oh, so you had. I tell you, we had on recently that was amazing. Hugh Atchison, the dude. From, I love that uh, guy. Yeah, he uh, the chef from Top Chef with mm-hmm. the uni, from Top Chef Masters with the Unibrow. That's right. He's from, kind of uh, like a Alton Brown in training. He is the coolest guy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he is. He's awesome. He he's from. Um, not Atlanta, but somewhere uh, in the south. He has a restaurant in Atlanta, but his main base is in uh, the city where REM's from. Oh. Athens. 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 Yeah. So like he's been living in Athens You're for busted. like twenty years. He's buddies with like all these great bands. Like sees so much good music. Like he's he seems cool very dude. well 
well trained and well skilled and knowledgeable and like a great speaker. I think he's I think he's a good guy. Yeah, and like did you, know you, blow, how, you know how sometimes did you blow like it? you know how like even the people who come off as nerdy on TV are probably like the coolest guy from their high school. Mm. That's Hugh Atchison. You meet him in person, you're like this guy is the coolest dude real ever. cocksmith. Yeah, um, and, and DJ wise. Uh, Lifelong dream. We finally got Steve Aoki on the podcast. Lifelong dream. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you kidding? I grew up eating at Benihana. Are you joking? <laughs> are you kidding? You that, yeah, that dude. You did no, that dude's dad Rocky. founded Benihana. Like I know I've that. Been yeah. wanting to talk to him for I know this very well. Forever. My, uh, Look at you, fancy pants. I grew up eating at Benihana. <laughs> yeah, that's fancy. Must be nice. That's fancy. Well, I grew up going to Sizzler and McDonald's. So kind of. In, in oh, I ate at Sizzler too. Sizzler yeah. and Benihana are not like that far, really. Benihana price was wise? like the fancy. Well, back price wise, twenty dollars steak, twenty dollars Benihana, same thing. I mean, the tr- I mean, if you want to get technical, I didn't really. Grow- I grew up eating at Samurai, which was the uh, Miami <laughs> Benihana equivalent. Sick. Um, was there one or were there multiple? There was just one. It ended up getting bought by Benihana. He did because that it's a lot. pretty much the same yeah. thing. Um, it got bought by Benihana, but they never changed the name because oh. the Samurai brand was so strong. Yeah, that's right. Among <laughs> South South Floridians like my family. I love. I mean, teppanyaki is still like. I think last I ate at a Benihana like two months ago on lo- on a job. We were like that's recent. Shooting. That's really recent. Yeah, that's, we were that's... like we we're like where are we gonna eat? And I was just like, there's a Benihana we drove by like an hour ago. I'm like let's do it. And it was so much fun. It's still so much fun. So they do the Food? whole show. Eh? Did yeah. he flip the tail the into his pocket yep. or onto the top on of his top hat? On top of his hat. Yeah. yeah the and food's he did not the, great, but it's, the, it's uh, fun. The volcano onion stack. That's right. And he did the fried rice heart beating, which is always oh, solid. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Have yeah. I seen yeah, that? Never that's seen real that nice. Yeah, My nice. favorite move is the uh, is the mystery shaker of MSG that he just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not salt. <laughs> it's something. And their their salad dressing is fantastic. I think their salad mm. dressing still holds up. And the agadashi tofu is pretty good, too. With what? Because of... Yeah, they definitely did not have that when I was Because of Steve Aoki... You went to Samurai Why? That's why. You didn't go to Benihana, baby. Well, maybe I just <laughs> didn't even know what that was. That was the weird <laughs> stuff on the menu. That Whoever ordered that? Yeah. 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 As a kid, you're never like, no. oh, what's that tofu dish? That sounds great. <laughs> Birthday tofu for everybody. Who's looking at appetizers? Your big decision is whether you not want steak, <laughs> shrimp, or steak, steak and shrimp. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, in 1989, the white man was not taking a lot of agadashi tofu down. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I used to have, like, when I would hang out with Aoki all the time, he would give me expired gift certificates and, <laughs> and assure me that they would work, and they always did work. I had to tell them that I, they came from the Aoki's, but he'd always be like, oh, like, we'd play poker and he'd owe somebody money. And he'd be like, you owe me like 180 bucks. And he's like, here's like $300 worth of Benihana or like $500 worth of Benihana. Like, I will f- take that. My friend, I will take that in lieu of $100. And we'd be I will like, take 500 Yo, these expired in 2007, bro. And he's like, it's good. It's good. And then we'd be like, mm. How shady do you look at a poker table trying to get out of a debt paying with expired yeah, Benihana? I, I've seen worse. I mean, I've like, seen worse, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's but, actually an amazing story. But he would he would always would... over overpay the amount he owed, right. like enough to make it worth your while. And he, and he was a, cla- he's a he was a classy guy like that. <laughs> but <laughs> it always worked, and we would have so many Benihana bucks that we would go there for lunch. Benihana's God, I wish great. I had, I wish I had known this before Let's we had him on the podcast. <laughs> I would have loved to have asked him that. I know <laughs> we should have done a pre chat. Yeah, crazy, you should. I can't believe. It. Yeah, all the stories. Like his dad has the most insane stories. If you if you read his did you read his book? No, but I've heard he's like a, he was like a daredevil. Like yeah. he's like flying planes. Yeah, boat racing. Yeah, he was. Crap. Yeah, he was like he was like Hugh Hefner. I mean, yeah, he, he, was, he, he was, like, was lived it so large. But and even gave more no so. shits. Like I'm rich. I've got this empire. I don't give a shit what people think about me. I mean, like wild. And his son tosses gigantic sheet cakes at people. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Did he dish any good stuff on on growing up with his dad? Uh, yeah, no, that was the whole. I mean, most of the podcast was him talking about, right. like, and, and he's like, I DJ too, you guys, in case you want to ask <laughs> and, me that. And listen, I mean, no, like, no, we no, probably no. don't. I mean, you could joke about it now, but like back onions. in the day, like Benny Hanna, I mean, that was a pretty. I mean, that was a pr- pretty legendary place for a lot of reasons. One of them being, like, just the theatricality of it. Like, yes. That was a, I mean, that was a big thing that didn't really exist in restaurants like that when mm-hmm. Benihana opened. And so, you know, we talked about, like, how he's, like, done a lot of that in the DJ scene and kind of mm-hmm. drew some parallels. Yeah. And 
things that he might have learned from his dad. Because when you hear stories about his dad, it's just not hard to – it's not a big stretch to imagine that this is – that yeah. you know Steve is the – the product it all of, makes sense yeah so he is his father's son for sure and i think a lot of it's probably fast living intentional beautiful you know, blonde like, ladies he, you know he saw his dad's lifestyle and thought it looked pretty sweet it is pretty sweet <laughs> i mean imagine just being like a small like kind of weird looking japanese dude who's like 58 and you're just on top of the world you just you're like you're having sex with a playboy bunny every day doing coke on a speedboat like skydiving just buying lamborghinis every day would you uh would you uh would you trade height for that i mean would you would you make that trade (laughs) would you prefer that's a good question that's like the dave Chappelle joke where he's like i'm a millionaire celebrity and not a single person would trade not a single white person would would trade lives with me just because I'm black. Or <laughs> <laughs> white and giggling. Does it work the same with short people, Jason? Does it work? I don't uh, know, man. How much of your height would you be willing to part with for money and uh, cocaine-filled speedboats? Oh, I would. I would definitely sell shares of am me looking, for lo- money. Am I looking at Wee Man over here right now? <laughs> <laughs> take it off. Take it how off. Much? <laughs> how much? How much? I would go. I would drop nine inches. I would go down that, to an even six feet. How, what would I get yeah, for that? That's not a big. That's yeah, that's no, nothing. You gotta go sub no. five. Yeah, you need yeah, to go, go sub five. Oh, really? Five? I was thinking sub six. I mean, like I being comical. Well, nine Who's inches. Sub five. Nine inches is a lot. Small people. Okay, if you if you drop down nine right. inches, Zach, how tall would you be? No, no, no. But you're talking about. You're talking about. No, 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 no. You're talking about. You're talking about percentage. It's to scale. It's percentage. I mean, like. You still get to stay six feet, which is tall by any person's measure. Like you need to drop below six, which for you, I would imagine, would be a really okay. difficult five thing eight. To... How much money would I get if I dropped a full foot from six nine to five nine? Nothing. Five nine. No. Is, you, is, well, how much? How much would like... it take? Is the question. How sad and pathetic is it to be five nine? Ten million dollars. <laughs> Ten million dollars in your mind. <laughs> Ten mil. Ten mil. Ten mil. That's not a lot. It's not a I've gotten used to this lifestyle of, of being actually. a tall person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the I'm the wife That's who's who's divorcing their rich husband. Like I have a lifestyle that I need to uphold to. That's need- my favorite conversation we ever had. <laughs> was it, it would, I don't remember when it was, but it was just you and me in my car driving somewhere to eat or coming from somewhere. And I was like, I saw how j- jammed you were in my car, like how uncomfortable you looked mm-hmm. getting into my car. And I was like, do you ever? wish that you were shorter so that you could be more comfortable and he's like definitely not and I'm like, I'm like why not he's like well just uh you know the life is better you're brand you know, building the world the I've world is nicer you get you get better be jobs shorter. you get paid more money for those jobs women find you more attractive mm-hmm. and nice. uh yeah i mean it's it, it is true there's perks and there's there's disadvantages as well. I wouldn't know. The world is <laughs> the world is built for the smaller man or woman. But uh, that's okay. I love where we went with this. This is a food <laughs> podcast. How much would it cost for you to drop nine inches, Jason? <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, I can tell you where. Bring it back full circle. This man could not cook on the line because he is too tall. He would hit his head on any hood. That's All true. reach in, low boys. Your back would be mangled. Look at even Bourdain's back. You, you see this. Where he's just like kind of cooking, he's just got this gnarly hunch in his. Uh, every his every kitchen good. that I've ever you been on, in, on I have hit my head on frying pans hanging from the ceiling. You can't be an underpaid line cook. That is so <laughs> sad. Why are you underpaid? So, no. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, more yeah, of not uh, martyrs. They're they're just people that chose to do the job. No one put a gun to their head. Stewie's feeling feisty this morning. Jeez. That's what happens. Morning podcast. He gets, oh, they he stick gets squirrely. Up for themselves, for God's sake. They have voices and mouths. Just, some of them are brown. Whoa. <laughs> Stewie. God. So I feel like the white man has to stick up for these poor cooks. Like, yeah, they're doing it. They're stoked. They're not always all complaining. I was like, actually talking like, about the hipster white, like, tattooed uh, <laughs> <laughs> chef school graduates. Stewie, we're not taking it anywhere, racists. <laughs> well, I mean... I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all fun. 
Listen, I love the front of house too. Come on. Oh, I don't care. I did both. I used to cook too, baby. It's uh, a good segue into our tamal making adventure that Jason <laughs> and I went on last week. <laughs> we made some holiday tamales. I, I was tamales, right? Tamales. We get in trouble with what's his name from. We get in trouble with what's his name from. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, he was like, the one thing I want this podcast to do is to make people say tamal and not tamale. And I was like, whoa. It's so hard. Wow. So it's we, like saying gyro. Gyro. I, I can't do it. I can't <laughs> do it. It's gyro. I mean, like, just sound obnoxious. I know. Tamal. Tamals. Tamal. Most Mexican people I know call it tamales. I know. So... I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of mess Those people. people are wrong and idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So they it. also probably say Los Feliz, too. They're part of the problem. Wait, but isn't it? Is it not Los Feliz? It's Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Los Feliz well, way. But yeah, I mean, but it's like, not like it's like Los Feliz, Feliz right? We talked about this. It's like calling Houston, Houston. It's like mm-hmm. it's there's a specific pronunciation in L.A. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Los Feliz, it's everybody says Los Feliz. Right. If you're saying, yeah, I mean, if, if you're saying it with a. Spanish accent and pronunciation. It would technically be Feliz. Yeah, it would. Feliz Navidad. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I get it. I, I, uh, I'm just saying when the person named it, was it called that? It doesn't matter. It's don't know. He's appropriating a word that was already yeah. said a certain way. Then he right. fucked it up. I mean, it's the same thing as Caesar Chavez. So you're saying, so you're saying we sh- like if you wanted to pronounce holidays correctly, it would be Merry Christmas. That is correct. Because it is like you should say Mary. That's the per- mm-hmm. correct pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. Semantics. All right. Good theory. Good theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, back to these tamales. Tamales. We got, I, we got invited to our friend's holiday tamale making fiesta. And I've never, I've never seen a go. Like you hear about it every Christmas season. The family gets together and the grandmas go crazy on them. And we, Bob, who's been on this podcast. Bob's family invited us into it's their like, circle of trust. It's all day long, nonstop. It was so long. Like I did, we did a full eight hours yeah. of just the whole thing. It's Maggie said that he posted on his Instagram at three thirty in the morning that he was still steaming tamales. Mm-hmm. Tamales. No, 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 fun. no. You get wait tamales. Mm-mm. Tamale is is the plural. Tamal. Tamal is the singular. Tamale. I think he was saying tamales is the plural too. Oh, know. really? I thought it was tamale. I'll like, have to listen back. I thought, oh, okay. All right. Either way. I think you're right. I thought tamale was the plural, so you can Same. say we went to a tamale party because you're okay. talking about multiple tamale. That makes sense. Maybe tamales. Snores in is, Spanish. Let's, <laughs> people don't want to listen to five minutes of us guessing what the truth is rather <laughs> yeah, than they, it's like even Googled instantly. Like We're waxing like, like I don't know. Like, isn't Christini plural? Like, if it's I at the end, doesn't mean... Oh, I don't know that one like, either, Christino yeah. is singular, but Christini is really... If you have one Christini, it's not true. It's really a plural. Panino, same thing. Does anybody, does anybody make one Christino? Let's be honest. When people well, but a- if you have one Christino in your hand... I like only Christino. have a one brand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this conversation is pretty much everything that's wrong with the food industry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true. Uh, I, not unlike making lumpia. Lumpias, I would say. Looms. It's just such a crazy long process. It really is. I don't know. I, I guess it's worth it. Yeah, I think it was because you know, we were having beers and people were like cracking jokes, but like, and it's it happens like once a year. It's usually around Christmas when they do it. Um, but if you had to do that for dinner, it is not worth it. Go buy. And I feel like the problem also with tamales is like you make them one time a year in that whole fiesta, and you have like Ziploc bags full of dozens of tamales. After you eat tamales for lunch and dinner every day for like two days, you are so over tamales. Like you don't want to fucking eat another tamale. And then what do you do? Put an egg on this one. But what's the hardest part of the process? Like the making of the mixture or the pudding? Just the time. No, the mixture was the easiest thing because I made, I braised beef cheeks in, in adobo and, you know, that took me like 30 minutes to prep and just stuck it in the oven for four hours. That was super easy. And mixing the masa. Um, soaking the corn husks, separating the corn husks, then putting in, you know, then putting in the masa into the corn husks, folding them, and at that point you have to steam them for two hours to cook them. So it's like it's kind of the it's building the, it probably the, is the hardest part. The front to back is just like it's just a process. Yeah, getting the getting your 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 mise en place worked up is the hard part, and then actually uh, assembling all them is that's the fun part. Like slurping them into the into the husk and folding them. That part's cool, but just like yeah, like separating dried corn husks for three hours and and then putting them in water. 
and then boiling like ten gallons worth of water to soak yeah. them in. And so the cool. so we did it at our friend Bob's house, but his mom brought over all the stuff, and it was like, you need so many huge pots to do this. I mean, yeah. she brought over two like huge canning pots. Like the twenty gallon, and a professional yeah. KitchenAid mixer with uh, with an extra mixing bowl. Yeah, for just whipping just like whipping, forty whip pounds of masa. It was like okay, ne- never again. Never <laughs> I'll again. do it. I, I thought a, about that. Was your that was your holocaust? Those, those, this tamale making thing. Tamale, was, my tamale <laughs> cost, but let me. But those tamale, the flavor of of when you do it from scratch the right way with good ingredients, they were phenomenal. It was probably the best tamale I ever had. It was really good. Hot fire. It, I mean, that that was kind of the thing. It was so long, and we're kind of like, okay, the first tamale comes out, tamale comes out, and it's like, oh, these are really good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But was it worth it? You yeah. It in the work. I mean, I think it's it's one of those it's things like where... It's like getting a degree in communications. It's it's a fun was event. Was it worth it? Is it worth it? Not sure. <laughs> but was it fun, and would I do it again? Absolutely. But it's like, you're trying <laughs> to tell somebody, like... You should hang out. It's really fun by yourself in your kitchen making those things. Not at all. Well, what I uh, what I my my thing was I was gathering. I was seeing a lot of parallels with his family to our family, and it's kind of like a thing that you do during the holiday season to have an activity to kind of break the ice for your family. So everyone is not just on their cell phones watching football all day. Like nice. you, you, everyone I gathers around the of, table. I gotta make fun of my family. That's <laughs> really nice to me. I'm talking about every family. My like that's what cool. most people do. So like you get a big kitchen table. You put everyone on their own station. Everyone has a job, and you're sort of talking to each other. The ice is broken. You're making jokes. You're saying old stories. You're drinking a little bit. It's like a good. It's a good vibe. And we made some scratch salsas too, like a special grandma recipe salsa that was super fun. I mean, it was. The whole thing was great. I, I'm starting to understand it. I'd like it to be a tradition in my family. I just wish that we could do it on like a random day and it wouldn't have to do with anything with Christmas. It's just like make food together. Right? We do you that know? all the time. That's what I'm. That's kind of my point. So like, this sounds like listen, shit, stay, we, not stay you out and me. I'm talking about stay out of this. Yeah, yeah. This is this is between this is between these two. This is between these families. You know, like like it's just a bummer because all these things they land on like on Christmas where everyone has a day off. And what do you want to do? I kind of want to chill on my day off. Like maybe watch some basketball and have some beers and lounge. And it's like oh, I got to make a motion tomorrow. It's like well, we could have done that last week on my night off. You know, like basketball is the best part of Christmas. You're starting to sound like a Jew. <laughs> hey. That's what that's the shit I say. I could be. <laughs> My wife's whole family is like that why he's gonna watch basketball that's all or I what? do on Christmas. That's it. Agreed. Is it, it Olympic basketball? No, NBA, NBA. No, no, I know. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it the dream, 88 Dream Team? Yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll go classics, I'll throw back, yeah. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the Burns movie by the way? No. I have not. Do you know about it? No, what's that? It's Marco like this Pierre Bradley movie? Cooper movie oh, about oh, chefing. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's pretty no, rough. No, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. That movie, you, everyone said it was terrible, right? Yeah, everyone said it was terrible. It, was, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. I'll say that. It wasn't. I don't buy the B. Coops as, as Marco Pierre White. No, I don't buy no. it at all. Mm-mm. But there's, there's some cool moments, I guess. I don't know. It was a little dark. Next. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a bell we ring or <laughs> next topic? Next so topic. Sound. Well, let's talk about the Traco crawl. We yeah. should give that a plug. We did. Plug we it did. Up, baby. If it's on the Howl Podcast Network, which is part of the Earwolf branch, which is great. We went to the Earwolf holiday party together. Yeah, we did. That was really dorky. <laughs> <laughs> but they had something I've never seen before. Speaking of Crestini, yay! They oh had they had a Crestini bar. Oh, Christ. where it's just this guy and he had a sushi bar set up where it was just like the little sushi bar, like glass freezer case mm-hmm. with the sliding doors, and it was just filled with Crestini ingredients. And he just grabs like a piece of toasted bread. And then you're like, you just point at things through the got glass. Your, like, you got your olive spread. You got your. Th- and then he just makes a single crostini for you, and then hands it to you. Why and do you he, need a guy to do that? Just put some you stuff. Definitely in you don't. You definitely so don't. Weird. Do you like anything? Is there anything you like? In, in, I like. A, I in just fairness, like basketball. In a lot. fairness, this is the best thing Jesus he's complained about. He has every right to, <laughs> to bag on this. No, that's awful. The, yeah, the Christini like bar. Christini bar was. Bar. If you're out there going, oh, it sounds pretty good to me. 
just stop listening now. We we can't I, be friends. I, I was like, okay, I'm sweet gig. Oh, it is. But the guy, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not describing it properly. <laughs> it was. Well, I liked it because the guy who was working it was like by far the most interesting person there <laughs> at a party filled of people who are professional comedians. Like I wanted to hang out with that guy the most, and I think it's because he's like I'm getting paid seventeen fifty an hour. And all I do is just like every once in a while, crap on I put olives on a piece of bread. Yeah. Like my, if my you're imagining Nancy Silverton I behind am. a bar I putting and I'm like, mm, like fancy yeah. cheeses like and Mama things, that is not there? that yeah. is not no. what this was. Okay. It that wasn't is not, not that though. It was definitely <laughs> not. That. He he had a smile. <laughs> like I've I've been served food from from Nancy Silverton before at a food festival thing. Listen, humble brag, humble brag. You, you and clearly, she wasn't she wasn't as you jubilant. Had, you clearly had some connection with this guy that we. I know. That you leave Jeff out of this. We have never met before. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Christini to you is a great service that I mean I have recently invested in them. Yes. It's a mobile Christini bar service. <laughs> did, you, did you wait? I just said, did you say Christini to you? Christini to you. Christini to you. Great name. Christini to you. is the site. Couldn't this get business the existed in the eighties. I guarantee Christini <laughs> to you. For yeah. you existed. It exists now. We're telling you about it. Like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saved up enough terrible. money selling crostinis. I finally bought my own rig. <laughs> yeah, I could take it. And I don't have to pay, I don't have to pay the, the rental guy anymore. I would love to see somebody like trying to sell crostinis at Echo Park Lake on Sunday. Oh You're God. going by like all the amazing Mexican corn and tacos. Mm-hmm. And one guy just got a crostini. That's, it's like, eh, that's, yeah? that's phase two of the business. Don't give it away. <laughs> yeah. stop, stop leaking these secrets. I mean, Staples Center, crostini. <laughs> Not bad. Wait, they sell crostini? No, I'm saying like that's where I wouldn't mind having a little crostini. There's there's really that nowhere would be... this wouldn't be good, I think is what you're saying. <laughs> I like you could eat it anywhere, a in a park, at an arena. At Staples Center, yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just ate this thing that's maybe like two inches in diameter, like, and I sat down and I said, like, I guess I kind of want another one, so you got to go in the bag. No, 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 you get work. multiple crostinis when you're in Staples Center. Jason service. Mm-hmm. You could probably make one of those like uh, holder, like cigarette holder things that go around your neck with the bread on one side and the little toppings, and the guy could just walk up and down the I'm stairs. I'm glad you here. brought that up. Crostini! Because the future of Crostini to you <laughs> is now. 2016, I'm rolling out. My drone delivery Christini service for Staples Center. Drone delivers. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. You, did you? Yeah. So you nixed the t-shirt gun idea where you're just gonna fire them out? It needs a gentle touch of okay, a drone. Fair enough. Yeah, All seven. Right. No Christini t-shirt 17, gun. Copy that. Seventeen Q row three. Got you. And then you get the high res. Mm-hmm. Coming at you. You just you just wiggle the square card. So the dill doesn't fall off the garnish. In midair. Oh, there's like a little miniature clear globe that you lift up. A clamshell? There's a clamshell. Mm. This is good, guys. Christini to you. How I made my first Millie <laughs> in the dirty, dirty Christini game. That's how you get your Coke on Speedboat Life. It's off the Christini game. Yeah. You have to trade your height, baby. Get to stay tall. <laughs> it is a fact this speedboat is the best place to eat Christina. It's, it's, it's science. So I, I'm somehow we got here from trying to plug our taco crawl. <laughs> what are, dude, go yeah, just go to Christine. dude. Just go to go to howl.fm, Download it. Use crawl as your promo code to get it for free because it does cost money. Because mm-hmm. oh. uh, yeah, our uh, it's you the know. Netflix of podcasting. Yes, premium content. But you can get it for free by using the promo code crawl. Yeah, and the guy who edited the Taco Crawl, what he's like a famous podcast. Oh yeah, editor. he used to work. He used to work at uh, at Gimlet, which does the uh, startup startup podcast Reply at Reply All. And at the end of Reply All, every week they would like joke about the Reverend John Delore. So if you listen to all those podcasts, you've heard that name a million so times. Funny. He edited our uh, our crawl. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. He is also. An incredibly tall human being. Yeah, yeah and, he is. Uh, He's almost as tall as I am. Brother, big guy. Mm-hmm. We took a we took a photo of me between the two of them. <laughs> he's, he's like the uh, he's like the Rick Rubin of podcasting. If he if he was touching the boards, there was magic on that session. And for people that don't know about the crawl, you you, you can you can. It's not just listening to you guys eating different tacos. You can follow sick. along. There's time in between eh, no, driving. It's, it's pretty much just the first thing. It's just listening oh, to see the tacos. Yeah, because the yeah no 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 yeah it's like uh you can yeah you can it it's basically us doing uh this uh amazing taco crawl of L A 
It's like seven tacos, Amazing. two and a half hours, starts in uh, Los Feliz, ends in Boyle Heights. But you're and, not talking between drives? And yeah, and, so, and you so, can either you can either listen to it just for fun and hear yeah. about all the great tacos, or you can use it as a guide as, as a you grow as you go mm-hmm. on the taco crawl. Right. As you go uh, and you grow. And every stop as is your a, waist every waist stop's a different grows. taco. It's not mm-hmm. like you're eating like the best four carnitas, carnitas tacos yeah. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's each, Each taco is, is unique. Yeah. Is and we, it starts off at um, Ricky's, Ricky's Fish Tacos. Fish tacos. Oh, nice. We interview Roy Choi there. Where we learn the secret to making the perfect fish taco. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't remember. You got to listen. Oh. He says the beer batter is not beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He prefers... It's fresca. Club soda. <laughs> Mixed, yeah. And, I've heard that as well. But also a lot, a lot of... More a carbonation. Lot, more there. carbonation and it's just cheaper. Yeah, that is an amazing we talk, fish we talk, taco. Fi- also, we talk, we talk fish types as well. Oh. Yeah, that, so, that is my definitely my favorite fish taco in LA. Yeah, I mean it's. I think it's and the crema. Anybody who says it's not the best is I can't think of wrong. Better. Yeah, no, I wrong. bet you. I bet you, Bill Esparza, the taco guy, probably thinks there's a better fish taco. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. He, I think that's. Uh, I think he'll tell you that outside not, of LA, sure. Uh, right, I think he'll tell you that none of the fish tacos in LA are as good as what you get. In Baja, yeah, but I feel like he uh, has a place in like Whittier or down. I don't, I don't like think some... so because Ricky's was his find. I mean, that was his. Mm. Ricky was like his boy back in the day. Why do you guys think? Or I don't know if you asked him. I don't even know if it's an appropriate question to ask him directly because it's. But I just don't understand why that's not brick and mortar somewhere. Why it's that truck? And I mean, I'm ass- I'm assuming like. Those fish tacos are so good, and they're such a popular food in L.A. Why does he only have the one truck in one location? Why is it, in that no, weird location? Expanded? Maybe it's just the lore. Well, first of all, it's not even though it, it goes is, around. Right? Even though it's located in a food truck, like they use a food truck to cook. That's just for health department purposes. Right. They're actually parked in a private parking lot. That's the only reason that they're. It's not because driving a truck around. It's very like if you think about the the most famous like food taco food trucks that exist in LA like Leo's they're parked in parking lots like private oh, right, right. parking no, no, lots no. so I, so, under, I understand so that he, part completely so that's why he doesn't saying, that's why he doesn't drive around or have multiple no. trucks well, what I'm, I'm saying, saying that, is I'm like not, yeah he shouldn't I'm not saying why doesn't he have eight trucks driving around cuz that's I know that's not a I think the good ex- business model I'm like why is there not a Ricky's brick and mortar in Santa Monica yeah, if Roy Choi I, goes there every Friday to eat tacos why hasn't he been like yo this is my ec- favorite because the Let's, economics I think cheap as it's all because the economics of selling $2.50 fish tacos, which to a lot of people are expensive when compared to like best fish taco Ensenada, where mm-hmm. you can get fish tacos for like a dollar twenty-five, right. like that are not as good. Mm-hmm. But if you want to serve fish tacos as good Pretty as he good. serves them, and the amount of volume you would have to do to make money selling, like sure. you couldn't just sell those fish tacos and out of if you had to pay rent. Right. Like on a brick and mortar, especially in a neighborhood like Santa Monica, the number of fish tacos and other things you would have to sell. Jeeps. I know he's definitely been approached, but it doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise. But those and aren't like, as good. But it? they're not as good, right. and they're more expensive. Yeah. Right. So it's like if you want to, and is Wahoo's like is Wahoo's making huge bank off of each individual location? I mean, you think about. Wahoo's no, they sell beer. They sell soda. Soda is like the huge you know, markup too. Catering. I mean, and I don't think anybody's holding Wahoo's up as like a no. as like a great business no. that you know is making somebody a lot of money. But in the sense that They're Ricky's is such struggling. a destination, you know, people drive all over to go to Ricky's for good reason. It just seems you know. But I think the business model just doesn't work out. Right. Like he can make money selling tacos, like in that location for, at the time. I mean, he's not even open. He's only open for lunch too, and he's like only open for lunch four days a week. Yeah, you know, five days Wednesday a week. Like, Saturday, yeah, maybe he right? just has a playboy lifestyle. He likes to do his things, and he sells his tacos, makes his nut, and then he's oh, good. So good. There has been a lot of talk of a Ricky. They've mentioned like, oh, there's something in the works or whatever. Right. So it might happen, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean that, that I mean, four dollars for those fish tacos. I mean, up the price. I mean, I don't think people would complain. To be honest, I don't think anybody's going there because of the price point. But could you do the volume that you would need to do? To support a higher, I say yes. Or if you, because I mean, it's not like there's a line down the block for Ricky's. No, anymore. No, it's true. Like you it's know, true. the the kind of volume they do is. Yeah, what if they dumped him at Grand Central Market or that something? Would be I mean, it, they already have fish tacos at, 
expensive fish tacos oh, in Central do? Market as part of that. The, the fish there's like place? a little Mexican. No, there's a oh. upscale Mexican. They do a couple different it's kinds of tacos, from, tostadas. It's from Bel Campo? It's a little healthy uh, competition. It's a, it's a new place. I mean, there's oh. like there's like four different places where you can get carnitas tacos in there as well, you yeah. know? And they he all would, have their fans. But the place I'm talking about is a new school place. Yeah, I've seen, um, that. I've seen that. Can we go to Langer's for lunch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, go ahead. Why do you think Wahoos is struggling? I mean, where? I mean, where's Wahoos? Mostly in Orange County. Okay, so, so I don't know it's about located, the, so I don't know it's about located the, in Costa Mesa. But I know like the one that you know the one that's on Wilshire is that still open? Like, does anybody? Eat I'm there? sure. Like, does it? There's, I, mean, I think it's doing well. I think it's like yeah, a man, quiet you're selling beans and rice and beer and soda it's and quietly chips. bubbling for like twelve bucks. A, and yeah. Repeat, 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 repeat. And but they're, they're, they, they don't have a rabid fan base, yeah. but they they oh, open a lot of locations and they seem to do well. They actually do have a pretty good following, especially in Orange, in Orange County. They have a big following. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, listen, and you Pasadena. know, but but I mean, you know how the margins work in the food business. Yeah. Like, if a business like that is doing well, it's probably doing well from their like a lot of the profit is probably beer and yeah, you know, and um, I mean, and you have to cheap. have you have to have the liquor, you have to have the license. You gotta yeah, being I mean, wine's not crazy is, uh, expensive. It's um, lunch orders. It's, not that much. it's more complicated than what he's doing now. That's for sure. It yeah. is. It's a lot more work. That's for sure. You have infrastructure. You have employees. Yeah. You have to, you know. It all by the books, 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 books. Mm. Yeah. Books, baby. I don't like getting the man involved. What was a uh, what was a favorite taco? Can we talk about your favorite taco? On the crawl, on the crawl. they're all. I mean, I think they're it's all hard. like best in show, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the best so fish taco. Yeah. It was uh, weird. Like my, the the my, the favorite one I had, which was kind of a odd one, was the the carne asada from Mexicali. Oh yeah, you're oh, a big fan good. of that. Yeah, Mexicali mm. in like Chinatown Echo Park area. It's like a kind of a like Figaro and. Figaro right by the 110. It's kind of like a little like a little whitewashed. It's not super traditional in the sense of Mexican. No, but it's traditional well, in Mexicali, but which it is, is kind of traditional in Mexicali. Right. It is because it's it's, it's a it's a specific like regional it's a border town. That's a border town, right? Yeah. It's on the border of. But it's of kind of Mexico like a, yeah, it's kind California. of like a mom and pop Baja Fresh or something. Mm. It's not a place where you think like, oh, this place is going to be super traditional, authentic, but. Yeah, and they don't even have, and they had a gas grill. It wasn't even cooking over charcoal, right? Which some people would say. I mean, there are there are a couple of places doing carne asada tacos in LA that are only late night. So this was more of a daytime crawl. So mm-hmm. we hit up places that right. were open for lunch. But there are there is one place that's that at, late at night that does carne asada over. I think wood, wood yeah, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to find. But Mexicali is like the closest thing mm-hmm. to getting like real and the, and like, the, and the benefit of having style carne asada with flour tortillas. The benefit of having the gas for the carne asada, even though the flavor is not going to be as good, is you can, can you can control that heat and make it as hot as possible. Whereas if you're cooking with wood or charcoal, you have a very small window to get that super high searing heat to get a good crunch on the outside of the meat that's you know a quarter of an inch thick or something. I learned without overcooking it and getting and still getting a good char on it. Well, some of the secret to that using cooking with wood um, was one of the things I took away from the mm. meat camp was that like when you're cooking like that sustained, you always you basically have an equally or similar sized um, box of coals going at all times. Mm. So if you want to crank the heat, you're not trying to like burn off the wood. You've already been doing that for hours alongside, mm. and that was like was you so- always have a sidecar. So exactly, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, next time, because I don't have a place for a barbecue, unfortunately, for the last couple of years. And I was like, when I do build my wood, my wood-fired cooking station outside, when I get some land, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, it's going to have to be built like that. It's very cool. Which is how Adam Perry Lang did does a lot of his smoking. He cre- he makes the charcoal out of the wood in a separate box. Yeah. Um, you have to because it and, takes so long. And then uh, and it also, but it also redu- like the amount of regulating the amount of charcoal compared to fresh wood also affects the smokiness for sure. So like if you want it to be less smoky, you use more charcoal yep. or you wait Burn for the, the wood, wood longer. You, right. You wait yeah. for the wood to become charcoal and then you cook it, but it tastes less smoky depending on whether you want it super smoky or not. I was thinking back cause I went, um, 
on I went on the dumpling crawl with you guys just driving around and I had a favorite dumpling. I was like, Oh my god, the Kang Kang food court dumpling yeah, was those are, my favorite. Yeah. And and I loved everything we ate and they were all great, but that was like one where it's like, what do I want to eat the most if I could only pick one? I would that's the one. I would say the the taco that the place that I would take the first place I would take an out of town or two that's the like mind blowing you've never had anything like this, kinda like Kang Kang is if you've never had Shenzhen Bao, the like pan fried soup dumpling thing that you're talking about would be Marisco's Jalisco. Mm. They're, yeah. I mean, it's called a shrimp taco. So you imagine that, but it's like, they take this like shrimp paste stuff and they put it in a, on a corn tortilla, they fold it and then deep fry the entire thing. It's and like then, ground raw shrimp with yeah. some other flavors in there. And so it's this like whole, it, it's almost like if it was rolled, you would call it a taquito, right? but it's, in folded. the shape of a taco, yeah, folded in the shape of a taco. So it's like a deep fried Jalisco style shrimp taco. They and top the, the it. The inside, like the very center of the shrimp meat, is like just barely cooked, maybe even a little under. And then the outside around the edges is like super dark, crunchy because it was hitting the oil. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like a good, uh, yeah, a good variation of. And then they of top doneness. it with, uh, you know, like a tomato salsa and avocado, and mm-hmm. it's just like crema. No. Yeah. No I think you no. could probably get some if you want. Sounds good I don't to think me. so. Oh, okay. Never mind. Grandma for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, that thing is. I would take, I take, like, people from out of town. Yeah. Because you, you just can't, you can't get anything like that mm-hmm. outside of Jalisco and, like, that truck, like, here in L.A. Very few people do it. Mm-hmm. You want to go there for lunch after Langer? <laughs> <laughs> right. Too many lunch options. Um, well, lastly, I wanted to go over this thing that I just started doing. It's like an organic food delivery service. And I wanted to see if you guys think it's worth it or not. All right. Because I don't think it's worth it. We used to do that when we lived together. We used to do it when we lived together. It's this company. It's called Farm Fresh to You. And basically, you go on their website and they send you a box of produce um, once or twice a month. And I think it's $33 per, per month. You need to know the right number if we're going to judge this thing, baby. <laughs> yeah, per month Shit. or per box? Now I'm wondering if it's per month or per box. No, it's per box. It has to be per box. Per it box. Has to be per box. Okay, so that means... I assumed it was per box. Okay, so I'm going to list all these ingredients and you're going to see... And you're going to guess if it's how much this would cost. All right. Well, I already know. Two... <laughs> two pairs. <laughs> two pairs. Two Minola oranges. Two Brayburn apples, one small butternut squash, one small bunch of golden beets, one head of broccoli, one giant King Richard leek, one bunch of kale, one romaine lettuce head, and two kiwis. And not even close. $16 or $33? $33. Not even close. $33. And that includes delivery and everything? It includes delivery. Right. So you got you got to subtract the delivery. I mean, if you added all that stuff up from Whole Foods. You know, and then Whole plus Foods, you get yes. I'm comparing it to going shopping at the farmers market. Mm. If you're buying all that from Whole Foods, yes, it's totally worth it. What but about a farmers delivered. market? But it's delivered. I, well, 15 bucks? Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of kale is really? two. Really, at a real farm, uh, like Hollywood uh, Farmers Market every Sunday. Yeah, I would say, yeah. like, but not buying, not buying from like the fake farm, like the no, the best, like the, 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 the good ones. Yeah, the best. Yeah, I don't think it's worth That's it. Fourteen pieces in total. But you're gotta pay. You're paying a premium because no, no, no. The, yeah, I'm because of the delivery from a food cost standpoint, not even close. So I would say, is it worth fifteen bucks to have this delivered to you? <coughs> if it is, then it's a great service. How is the produce? It's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's not, not the best. It's not stellar. Right. And you don't get to yeah. pick out the quality of what you're getting. You don't get to pick out what you're getting. I you do get to pick it out. You do? And we went on, online and, and yeah. picked it out, and then they didn't, they didn't do any of it. Oh, uh, they said that you can request, but it's not guaranteed? No, it, it should be guaranteed. A couple of maybe, them... Maybe you just had to... You missed the delivery window to change it. Maybe we did, but... They just keep sending us fucking leaks. I'm yeah. like, how many leaks am well, I going to Well, what was that? I mean... What did we always get? There was one thing we always got <laughs> from the service we used to get. It was like... There was always like something big and heavy and not worth... Like, it was just like... Oh, another, man. like, another watermelon Sorry. or something? Like a no, watermelon would have been tight. It was like something that just like... 
I remember this. Too. Trying to re- I'm trying to remember what, what was it was. That? It was like I don't know. A deer's head. Yeah, could have been deer's head. <laughs> it was it's always. What did they choose to call like, like Manolas? Like they don't say orange, but in kale, it's just kale. They don't specify. They specify. Yeah. They fancify some things and then not the other. Like King Richard Leak, but like this is just kale. Or yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. the maybe the kale they had was just whack. That's I mean, how you know. Listen, the real problem is is that CSAs uh, is a. It's a great idea. Like CSAs are amazing, and that's like for people who don't know, they're basically these like if you if you live close to a farm or a farmers market, there are farms that'll have uh, it's called it's community supported agriculture. And what you're doing is you're essentially giving money to a farm to allow them to uh, grow their crops, and then when once the harvest comes in, they give you food for the money that they gave you uh, that you gave them. Like so, you know, every week you would get a, you, you pay a certain amount of money, and then during harvest season you would get a box of stuff that they harvested, and that could depend on the harvest. Like some mm. years you're going to get all kale, you know, because that's all that came, you know, or whatever it is, and it's very right. Listen, not unlike investing farming, in a restaurant. Farming is a difficult, difficult thing, very. and you know it. But I think it's great to support farms in that way. And if you find my rosemary bush your, is thriving <laughs> in so. your local community, like a CSA that is actually, you know, going direct to the, you know, where you're working direct with the farm. And what's cool about it is, is that even though it sucks to get so many leaks, it kind of forces <laughs> you to find. That's true. Like, and so you know, I remember the one year I did it living in New York. Like we got like way too much kale, and this was like years ago before it was like cool. And we were <laughs> and my wife hates kale, and like it's like what the fuck am I going to do with this? And I ended up like making like quiche and stuff yeah, that was like right. delicious, That's like super delicious yeah. stuff that I've never made since. It like forced me to like find ways to like, which is you know how far it's how like life was before right. you had well, like how you make grocery stores in a restaurant you're like, yeah, I got it's all like this block because i didn't sell like what am i going to do with it repurpose it and i mean like, you oh, got it yeah and that's comes from. and listen that's also the way that if we want sustainable farming if we want like a sustainable agriculture system we need to learn to like not be used to being able to get everything we want all the time right because if you want to buy sustainable produce if you want to buy Good, you know, like participate in a quality food system. Like you should not have access to all fruits and all vegetables all year round. Right. Seeing a lot of, I just saw the big short. I'm seeing a lot of similarities to the housing market crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone, not everyone should get a home loan. The problem is a lot. Not everyone should eat blueberries every month of the year. A lot of these hipster companies have tried to replicate this. By creating these like pseudo CSAs where you pay $33 a month and they give you this a box of organic vegetables. Was well, it coming from one farm? Is it coming from multiple farms? From the are they just, fruit. right, are they just like, you know, shopping taking the, right, they're just shopping for you and sending you a box of stuff. And like, fresh. so I don't know, like, it's, it's tough to find like a really good one, but you are going to pay a premium because, you know, that's like the best, the good, the, you know, the stuff that is, you know, just like if you go to a farmer's market, you're probably going to pay a premium compared to Whole Foods or other for most stuff because... Sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes no. I find it always to be much, much cheaper. If yeah, you're, buying, you're buying direct from the farm. Right. Uh, so, I, I mean, is it really like much cheaper than Whole Foods? I would foods? say like, at least 30% cheaper, cheaper, if not more. Cheaper I find it better. consistently. And you're able to develop a relationship with people where you can yeah. get well, some good right. stuff. The price is, at least, is for sure better. For sure. Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, and I think the premium you're paying is absolutely worth it if it's worth it to you. Does I mean, farmer's I'm, market have I'm not saying this is a, nah. I'm not saying this is like a stupid service, but if you're trying to evaluate it from a quality and price standpoint, it does not... It does not hold water to going down and shopping for yourself in a nice farmer's market. Seeing as you're walking distance from a really good farmer's yeah. market. I think if you live close to a farmer's market, that's good, and you have the time to do it, it's not worth it. But if you're like, for whatever reason, you have a, you don't have the time, you don't live near There's that. There's one every day, though, And, you know, it's also, it's interesting, too, because... This is a worldwide podcast, too. It does force you to get creative with some ingredients, and I think that's a great thing. But I think... 
I think you can do that just shopping for yourself at a farmer's market. Yes, yeah, so too. farmer's market. Looking at an ingredient that you don't know what to do with and going, I'm going to get this and I'll try and figure it out. I, I know, but, I know the, but I will tell you, as somebody with, uh, do you know I have three kids? Have I mentioned that? Uh, I have three kids. <laughs> you have to, three now? <laughs> who cooks, who cooks, you know, dinner probably at least four nights a week, yeah. like for my family. Yeah. Um, in theory, like that sounds great. Yeah. But, and I used to go to the farmer's market in, in my neighborhood every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work that way. Like, right. you know, in real, like, I just, it's very hard. At the Brooks like, house, to, this is not how and they then roll. On, and then on top of it, if you cook from recipes, if you're not like a uh, chef-minded person, you go to, you're like, you, you look in a book, you're like, ooh, I want to make this. Mm-hmm. And then you write down all the ingredients and then you go and you're like, shit, like, they don't have this. This is not. Right. So then the opposite is you go to the grocery store and you see a bunch of stuff and you're like, okay, I want to get. I want to get uh, inspired by like a chef does. I'm gonna go smell and a bell pepper. You look at a bunch of stuff and you're like, God, like I don't. Okay, like leeks are on sale. I don't know what the hell to do with leeks. And then you're trying to look up recipes on your phone, and then your one hour grocery store turns into an hour and a half. Your kids in the car crying, and like you know, it's just it's just hard. So in the end, I kids end up don't making like leeks. I end up making the dino same, nuggets. I make the same crap every single week with <laughs> organic produce, of course, but right. it's the same shit. Like, what you is know, your what is your most popular crap meal that your kids yeah. like? Give it up. Uh, my kids, I make. Um, What's the best shit meal make, that you make? Uh, <laughs> I make broccoli and shrimp with spaghetti, nice. olive oil, garlic. Mm. That's the. Yeah. That's my kids' favorite meal. I make that once a week. That's awesome. Uh, and Been I usually like meal. alternate every. I make pasta and then not pasta every other day. <laughs> yeah, like that's like your kids are athletes. Yeah. Pasta's easy. Yeah, I it's easy. That. Like I'll make lasagna. I'll make a red sauce. I'll do Plus, you know olive oil and garlic. Like. Yes. The metabolism of a child, man. They're going to burn that pasta off like yeah, a mug. It's astonishing like, what the kids can eat. So what are you eating? The same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not, I'm not menu planning with any sort of, uh, yeah. except for uh, we alternate pasta each, you know, every other Tell, day. Break down this uh, garlic shrimp dish for us. Um, we want to go I, into uh, the mind of a chef. Uh, so uh, I have a, a large saute pan, olive oil, Must be nice. turn the heat up to high. Get it as hot as possible. Throw in the broccoli that's been cut, like into small, in just florets that have almost been like cut in half. So you mm-hmm. almost have like mm-hmm. a flat end yep. mm-hmm. of each piece. Try to get the flat ends down on the olive oil as much as possible. Leave them on there until they're like as dark as possible without burning. Like so, you're almost like golden green. You're almost getting it into that like roasted yeah, like where it looks uh, like fried almost. Yeah, and you get the sugars working so it ends With up with olive a oil, sweeter. high heat searing olive yeah, oil broccoli. I mean, it's yeah. it's you know, it's not I mean, mm. I have burnt, you know. So, I mean, it's it's not mm-hmm. the best, but it it works okay. and mm-hmm. um and then uh you know, thick spaghetti, barilla. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the thick spaghetti mm-hmm. that barilla makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, into, into salted water. Uh, let the broccoli cook down for five to six minutes. Like if it on basically just on one side. If it's if it's large or I or I'm in a rush, I might throw a steamer basket on top lid to like help cook the broccoli faster. Yeah, tent that baby. Yeah, huh? yeah. tent it. Yeah, but but depending depending sometimes I do sometimes I don't. Uh, after a few minutes, I'll throw garlic in, kind of shake it around. The garlic usually gets like, if, if you're like a fancy chef, you're probably would look at it and be like, no, no, no. It's like you're, yeah. you're burning right. that garlic. Yeah. Like you're, but it's fine. It's like crushed for, garlic for my sliced. kids and family. It's not crushed in a, I, I, a fine, uh, fine dice. Mince? I dice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finely. Yeah. Fine mince. Yep. Um, and then, uh, about uh, three minutes before it's done, I throw my shrimp in, which are previously frozen, 26-count Whole Foods, you know, mm-hmm. like shrimp uh, that are cut into pieces with the tails taken off and everything. I put those in the pan as hot as possible, leave them in for like, you know, until they get. And then with like 30 seconds to go with the pasta, I take a cup of a pasta, pasta water, water, throw it into the whole thing that like, Basically turns into a sauce with the like crisp, crisped up shrimp and the crisped up broccoli, the crisped up garlic. Everything's kind of like in there and crispy and you know, saucy. Whatever. That turns into a sauce. Last night I threw a little knob of butter in. Oh, and there, you go, uh, there you go. I threw a little knob, but, but most yeah. of the, most of the time I don't. Uh, obviously, I salt everything. Yep. Like salt every 
Every no, no, a little chili flake in there. Uh, no, because the kids, the kids, kids bro. The kids, kids, bro. Yeah. Garlic's yeah. enough heat too. The garlic is okay. It go, yeah, yeah it gives you know, and uh, and then maybe I finish a pan. Throw the spaghetti in. You know, yep. give it you a couple try, tosses. Done. I thought about that last night. Actually, squeeze I was like, a lemon. Could, is that what you just said? I would say. I was going to ask. I'm a big squeeze fan. Of, I am yeah. a big fan with of that. Butter, with the shrimp, the with kids, the garlic. I don't I sometimes don't like the lemon. kids would be fine with it. Yeah, it's but bright. I, it just pops a little. I I'm a big fan of the, the adding a little bit of. Last night I did the same thing with cauliflower. Thought about doing bit. the lemon. Yeah. Uh, no parmesan. Oh yeah, yeah. Afterwards, not in the. Got it. Not in the. So parm on top because the kids love the cheese on top. So you just put yeah, you just put a ton of it on. I love the cheese on that. That was top, a really baby. long description for basically the most basic no dish that everybody knows how to make. You should make it this week. It just is the, way the easiest, it. dumbest That's great. thing. It's like, about time you got a little shine for your for culinary <laughs> skills. Much longer. Much longer. Mm-hmm. Not just a. If I made that for head. you, you would be like, this is not that good. I would you, say thank uh, you. Nah, I would say really thank you as well. I would say both. I'd say thank you, and then I would have a lot of It's not great. A good old man. And I'm making it for five people, basically. So it's like. A massive amount of food, like in a in a saucepan. It's not uh, ideal. Is it safe to say you might serve that with a little crostini on the side? <laughs> <laughs> only it when sounds she, like you don't only, have the time to do a crostini as well. You're only, busy. Only when Jeff comes over. Ah. <laughs> um, all right, Zach. Thanks for doing this pod, as always. Thanks for having me. The Stew Podcast Boon.com is the website. <laughs> you can follow me on social media at them jeans. Chris is Stewie Stewart on Instagram. I don't remember. Under Comparo, no social media. Zach Brooks is Midtown Lunch LA on social media. Check out his Food is the New Rock podcast. As he's cradling his face. Um, Henry Rollins and and Jonathan Gold episodes, if you're going to start. How was Moby on there? Was Moby good? Yeah. (laughs) Are Are you saying, should you get him on your podcast? You definitely should. Little Pine? Yeah. Yeah, good restaurant. He's a, I, I like Moby. He's a very nice guy. He's a cool guy. guy. I think he's an interesting guy. He's a smart out. dude. He's not one of those people that's like, he'll, yeah. We don't need to get into it too much. We're at the end of he's the show. He's into it. He's into it. <laughs> he's a good it. guy. Good guy. <laughs> All right. See you guys Ball. next week.